0: Welcome to all of you, this most holy of nights. We are so joyful that you are worshiping with us. We have a congregation here in our sanctuary and we have our congregation there through our Facebook Live and all of you, I'm so grateful that you are worshiping with us today. If you are worshiping at home, we'll later be having Holy Communion. So you may wanna have some bread and some either grape juice or wine ready so that you can fully participate in the worship service. And I invite all of you to come back on Sunday morning for our regular worship service at 11 a.m. We're going to have some very special uh, musical guests on that Sunday, very close friends of mine. And they'll be doing a wonderful program of music. And then my good friend Pat Peters will also be delivering the message for us. We're going to be taking up a special offering tonight for Duncanville Outreach Ministry. As many of you know, they're in dire need of our help during this time of year and especially in the pandemic that we are still uh, dealing with. So when you come up for communion, there will be a collection plate here for the Duncanville Outreach Ministry. Now, will you all please pray with me? Dear God, Augustus and Serenius, ancient names that seem odd to today's ears, characters in an ancient story that we long to hear, Nazareth and Bethlehem, distant towns we know little about, places our hearts long for because of the one who traveled there. Bless us as we gather together this night to hear once more a story so ancient and yet so current, so distant, and yet so near. Bless us as we once more come to hear the story of the night God came down to us. Amen. Amen.
1: Please join me in a responsive call to worship.
0: Please stand.
1: Sorry. (laughs) The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born unborn for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God of Incarnation, may we see your endless peace.
0: May we experience
1: your righteousness now and evermore. Amen. Please remain standing and join us in our opening hymn. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 2 through 7.
0: For you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. For he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The servant of the Lord, let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
1: Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 24.
0: Verses 1 through 4.
1: And Joseph went to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Luke chapter 2, verses 5 through 7.
0: And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14.
1: And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one t- to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe, lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that they heard all that all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds but mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them luke chapter 2 verses 15 through 20 <laughs>
0: While they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. During my tenure as pastor at my previous church, I one day had a visit from a retired United Methodist local pastor named Gloria. She was also happened to be the mother-in-law of one of this church's former pastors, And she came came with her own son who was serving as our translator because Gloria's first language was Spanish. Now Gloria thought she was bilingual but the entire time I knew her I probably only caught about a quarter of what she ever said in English but all I can say is her English was far superior to my almost non-existent Spanish. Well Gloria lived in the neighborhood and had felt called by God to start a Spanish-language ministry at our church, and I was overjoyed at this. The neighborhood was becoming increasingly more and more Hispanics, with new immigrants from throughout Latin America moving into the area on what seemed like a daily basis. And up to this time, I'd been, been at a complete loss about how to minister to our new neighbors. So after a time of planning, we held a grand opening event on the Saturday evening prior to that first Sunday of our very first Spanish language worship service. And as part of the festivities, we rented a taco truck. (laughs) Now the tacos were almost just a little bit too spicy for me, but they were so delicious that I decided to have several of them and just swallow a whole bottle of Tums when I got home. Well, during the first Advent season of our new Spanish ministry, I was introduced to a Hispanic tradition called Las Posadas. It was held every evening for nine nights during Advent, culminating in Christmas Eve. And the nine nights represent the nine months that the Christ child grew within the Virgin Mother. Well, every evening, Mary and Joseph, chosen out of two of the young people of the congregation they would lead the congregation to the home of one of the church's members. And there they would reenact the arrival of Mary and Joseph at the end. In fact, the, the actual Spanish words, las posadas, means the ends. At first, the owners of the house would refuse to offer hospitality to Mary and Joseph, but then they would relent, and the entire congregation would come in and have refreshments. They went to a different house each night for eight evenings, and then on that ninth evening they were there in the church. So for nine nights total, the entire congregation was centered around the question of whether the Holy Family, Mary Joseph and the infant Jesus, would find a place of welcome in the homes, in the church building, and ultimately in the hearts of the members of the congregation. You know we sing at christmas often that well-known hymn joy to the world it's going to be the opening hymn for our sunday uh, sunday morning service and all of us are familiar with the words of that first verse joy to the world the lord has come let earth receive her king let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing let every heart prepare him room That's what Los Posadas is all about. Are we preparing our hearts to make room for the coming of Christ? And the question of whether or not we are preparing our hearts for the coming of Christ can be further broken down into these two questions. First of all, are we willing to open up the doors of our heart in the first place, or will we keep them very tightly shut, very safely cut off from anything that might possibly cause any pain or discomfort? The second question is this, even if we do open up our hearts, will there be enough room in our hearts for Christ to take up residence? Now, as for the first question, we all know pretty much instinctively that keeping our hearts open, uh, or excuse me, keeping our hearts cut off and hermetically sealed is not, is not any way we want to live. It makes it impossible to know love, the love of family or friends or love of even pets. C.S. Lewis writes in his great book, The Four Loves, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, your heart will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, unpenetrable, and irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least the risk of tragedy, is damnation. The only place outside of heaven where you are perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. But if, we've been, but if we have been betrayed or hurt deeply, and in a way, I mean, who hasn't been at one time or another, it can be really hard to keep that door to our heart open. I know many of us, for example, have been deeply hurt by the church, and so we may even feel by extension that we have been deeply hurt by God. The coming of the Christ child, however, reminds us that God chose to become one of the most vul- to come to to excuse me chose to become one of us in the most vulnerable way imaginable as a newborn babe completely at the mercy of those charged with caring for him now gradually Jesus would grow into an adult with power and agency over his own life but we know that didn't last at the end of his life he chose once more to place himself yet again at the complete mercy of others, utterly powerless as the nails pierced his hands and feet. The vulnerability of Christ doesn't give us all the answers to the mysteries of human suffering that we would like, but knowing the links that the fully divine Christ went to in order to be fully human with all the accompanying vulnerability, pain and glory let us know that God sympathizes with our every tear. As the writer of Hebrews reminds us, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are yet without sin. But for many of us, myself included, the greater temptation is not to keep the door of our hearts closed shut The greater temptation is to keep our hearts so full of things that do not satisfy that there is no room for Christ to enter at all. Many, if not most of you are aware that my house flooded the same day as our church flooded back after uh, February's winter storm and the waters that coursed through the downstairs of my house forced me to confront the hoarder's mess that was my former partner's office. So slowly, a little at a time, I, with the help of my sister, Lane, which I'm deeply grateful for, we worked through those layers of accumulated stuff in that office until finally the floor became cleared of all this detritus of the past. Now there's still work to be done, but cleaning out has not only been a practical process of opening up a formerly closed off part of my house, it has been nothing less than a deep, spiritual journey. As room has opened up in my house, room has also opened up in my heart and in my life for new ventures, new relationships, new vistas, and new depth in my relationship with God. And it's probably not a coincidence that during this time of clearing out the weight of the past that I physically lost weight as well. As the medieval theologian Meister Eckhart says, we grow by subtraction, not by addition. The encumbrance of material possessions can keep our hearts bound up, unable to move or grow. And in many ways, the glut of our possessions is what we often call a first world problem. Though Jesus did address this in his parable of the rich man who only thought about building bigger barns instead of about the ultimate course of his life. But in our society, it is so easy to mindlessly accumulate stuff. In researching for this uh, sermon, I read an article where the writer commented that in her attempt to simplify her life, she had accumulated six more books on simple living. (laughs) And another writer wrote, I wager that behind the fixed grin, with which we greet some grand Christmas present. Many of us have thought, where on earth is this going to go? We often talk of spring cleaning, but don't wait for the spring to start cleaning. Advent and Christmas remind us that Christ is always coming to us and Christ is always before us. The time to make room is now. That way when the springtime of our lives come, new life will have a chance to take root in that space that we have cleared just as you might clean out the overflow of the material world take time this christmas to clean out the clutter in your heart and in your soul again we read from the book of hebrews one of my favorite verses let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Lay aside every weight, in whatever form it takes, resentments, bitterness, fears, bad habits, addictions, toxic situations or relationships, whatever it is that's holding you back. But the good news is, You don't have to do this alone. Indeed, finally, you're not going to be able to do this all alone. And that's where family and friends can help. That's where the church can help. And that's where Christ can help. If you open the door to Christ, then Christ will guide you in all the rest. If you give Christ free reign in your heart, then Christ will clean out what it is that you cannot in the traditional Las Posadas liturgy, each evening begins with the recitation of this verse from the book of Revelation, as Mary and Joseph seek to find a room in the inn. Listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. So I ask you, will the Holy Family, Mary Joseph, infant Jesus, be able to find room in the inn of your heart christ is offering an invitation and christ is standing at the door knocking if you say yes then christ will come in and clean out all that clutter you just have to be willing to open the door earlier we sang this verse from a little town of bethlehem how silently how silently the wondrous gift is given so god imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. Come, Lord Jesus, come into our hearts today. Amen.
1: stand as you're able and join us in number 240, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
0: Please be seated. Christ our Savior, the Lord God incarnate invites the table, all who desire to know and love God, all who are ready to lead a new life, all who seek to live in peace with one another. This table is not a United Methodist table or a Trinity UMC table. It is the Lord's table, and all are welcome regardless of your age or background or whether or not you're a member of this church. Now let us confess our sin before God and one another. Please join me now in the prayer of confession. Lord, we have lived far too long in the dark places. We are held captive by our own fears and failings. Free us from this place, Lord return us to a life filled with your presence. Restore your light to our eyes. We await an eager anticipation, for the glory of your salvation is now. And now let us all confess our sins silently. Rejoice and be glad, your burdens are lifted, your captivity has ended. The light of the Lord pierces the darkness, the doors of your prison are opened. The light of freedom is revealed. Light, love, salvation have come to us this night. Christ is born, and with Christ we are born anew. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. We have our responses. Hopefully, you'll remember all your responses because you've done this before. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Creating God in the beginning was the word. You spoke the word and the world came into being. The word you spoke was hope. The word you spoke was justice. The word you spoke was love. Throughout the years, the prophets echoed your word, promising a child who would bring light to our darkness, a child who would bring endless peace to our world of violence. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the fullness of time you sent your word to us. A child was born in a stable. A star shone leading the world to the child. Angels came to shepherds with good news and songs of praise. There was great joy for all people, for Jesus Christ was born. Savior of the world, hope of the nations, light of all creation. The baby grew into a man who healed the sick, reached out in compassion, taught your ways, and proclaimed your truth. On his last night with his friends, he gave us one more gift, the gift of a meal for remembering, the gift of a meal for hope and joy. And so, Jesus took the bread gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave his disciples, and said, take, eat, and remember that I am Emmanuel, God with us. And after supper, Jesus took the cup and gave thanks to you and then shared it with all his friends. And he said to them, drink this. This is the cup of blessing, a cup of forgiveness. This is God's gift offered in love. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. Christ Christ has risen. Christ Christ will come again. And so we ask your blessing on these ordinary things, gifts of the earth, gifts of bread and fruit of the vine, make them be for us Jesus Christ, gift of love, Emmanuel, hope of the nations send your spirit upon us this night that we may be the faithful body of christ sharing the gift of your love with grateful hearts and joyful minds bless us this night and forevermore through your son jesus christ with the holy spirit in your holy church all honor and glory is yours almighty father now and forever amen Amen. and now with the confidence we have as the children of god let us pray the prayer that our lord taught us our father who art in heaven Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf, the bread in which we break. Is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? And the cup over which we give thanks, is this not a sharing in the blood of Christ? Some instructions for our communion this night. Uh, our musician and, and worship leaders will be served first. After we are finished, I would like for y'all to go to the center aisle. Actually, go back toward the back of the sanctuary, where you will have an opportunity to sanitize your hands. Then we will go in a counterclockwise circle. You'll come here. There's a place for you to deposit your offering to Duncanville Outreach Ministry, and Wesley and I will be standing right here in front, and we'll offer you the elements. I do ask that you keep your masks on, except of course, when you are consuming the elements. came flesh and dwelt among us and we have beheld his glory the glory of a father's only son full of grace and truth from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace the law indeed came through moses grace and truth came through jesus christ no one has ever seen god it is god the only son who was close to the father's heart who has made him known as you leave this evening, we ask that you then extinguish your candle and place it in the basket as you leave. But we invite you to take the light of Christ into your heart as you leave here this place. And so now receive this benediction. The light that enlightens all the world, the light that the darkness cannot overcome, loves pure light in Jesus Christ, shine on you and in our world this night and forever. In the name of of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And go in peace.